Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today, it's a new year for the NWA and WCW. We turn the page and enter into a, not only new year, but new decade, the decade of the 90s. By this point in time, a young doc is still looking for his first piece. Harper's probably had a few pieces by now at the tender age of 14, and as for me, that's classified I'm sitting here with Doc and not Hard Body Hopper, who, you know, you you got to tell him you're starting 30 minutes before you tell him you're going to start. That way he shows up on time. Right, Doc? We tried 15 minutes and that didn't work. Yeah. And we texted him and he's not answering. So, well, and here's the thing. We're recording on a different night, which is really a curveball to throw at our man Harper. Um, but we had to do that because we got busy lives and man, I got to tell you, I just came from my daughter's pre-K graduation. So that means I've only, I'm only half drunk tonight. Well, that sounds like some spot monkey activities, the pre-K graduation, huh? Yeah. It's great. Talk about it. Need some therapy or what? No, I'm going to pull a Harper on you. No. No, tell me what you were telling me earlier, how all these parents worked themselves into a shoot over it. Well, I mean, it's how us men have lost control of our lives because no man ever would have come up with this. Now, here's my problem, buddy. I can't get this gimmick over here to load these five-star reviews up. Not at all? No, it won't load them in. I'm going okay, to well, keep her. Let me let me take a screenshot. And uh, don't, you, you had a couple other things you wanted to talk about as well. Hey, so I think I'm going to start calling you Pee-wee. <laughs> you're like the peewee to my arn anderson <laughs> you gotta explain what you mean man everybody knows what i'm talking about there's a the, the recent arn podcast he's going through his life and it's really good and uh but peewee anderson re- great referee and close friend of arn would get in the car and just didn't have a job and would just tag along and be a little buddy and uh that's what I, I thought immediately thought of you when I heard that being said. So I know. Okay, I got them to load so you can relax. Oh, finally, I, I had just sent it to you. I know. Gimmick, gimmicks I are know, going slow tonight. Hold on. I know that. I know that it's like in our Facebook group, the cool kids love to bash on Conrad. It's just kind of like the thing. I think some people are serious about it where others are just kind of having fun. Like Javorski, he'll, he'll just beat off to anything. So he, I think, you know, it just kind of makes him laugh and he just 
grabs the lotion and goes to crank and it doesn't matter what the conversation is. But in all honesty, the episode where Arn goes to Mid-South in his first time there really is must listen material because he goes through it slowly, talks about a lot of the the intricate details of how he went from where he was to where he was working for Bullet Bob uh, to where he then ends up in Mid-South. So it, it, it's really, really good, and it needs to be checked out. Now, if you don't want to listen to old Connie's podcast with Arn every single week, hey, more power to you. You do what you want to do. But the episode is called Pensacola with Pee-wee, and it is a excellent episode about Arn going to Mid-South and how all that went down and Pee-wee Anderson being his uh, – his riding buddy. He he had no job. He just was riding in a car. <laughs> so I don't know if you can really call me Pee Wee because I got a job, Doc. So yeah, there's that. But anyway, did you get well, those five stars? Well, but here's stars? the thing. Let me t- let me tell y'all something. This is actually for you, Mike. We don't no. have time, and we're not going to sit around and listen to ourselves on the show. So we have time to listen to other podcasts. But if everybody else wants to hate every other podcast out there and just like us. I'm I'm gonna be perfectly okay with that. And four, pal. Hey, did you get the superstar on the line? Oh wait, you already did. What are you talking about? I'm just real frustrated with the Metairie Madman. Why don't you knock out our most recent five star reviews? Because we had three of them come in this week. So won't you knock those out? Three of them. How about yeah. that? What a week. Okay, so our first one is from Kevin L.J. Great podcast. Five stars, as always. Relive a time when wrestling was at the top of its game. Archives covering NWA Saturday night from 1986. We actually started in 1985. Um, If you like what you hear, then sign up for the Patreon version of BTT. Keep up the great work, Doc, Harper, and Mike. I'm just giving you a hard time, Kevin. We appreciate it, man. I, I can't tell you how many times... Uh, I send duck and ducking on uh, text, and it's real fucking frustrating, I got to tell you. It's nice. What? I know how to communicate with impact, pal. Grow up. Well, and now I got to... Now, if you can't get the superstar here, that puts a whole other burden on me to crank it up here. Not crank it out, crank it up. (laughs) And... And turn it on here for the shenanigans, because you play, you're like, today, I wish I could play heel. <clears throat> what? What did you say? You want to heal out on all these people, but you can't because you're afraid you'll run them off. Because you don't know how to draw any real money. <laughs> okay. You forget I was a heel most of my uh, Mud Show uh, uh Mud days. Show. Right. This is the big time. Okay. The world's greatest independent podcast. Let me see. You know, you know, let me tell you something that's great about about this podcast. So I probably look the largest crowd I probably ever performed of was probably around fifteen hundred, two thousand, somewhere in that range. I don't really know, but I it's around that range. Man, this podcast draws hundreds of thousands more listeners than ever saw me flopping around at a mud show ring. That's the best part about this show. 
Well, I appreciate you to get, all you of our You had to get out of the business people. to make a name for yourself in the business. <laughs> Ain't that a shame? Mm. <laughs> oh, and then there's boy. Harper, who they won't even let in a ring. <laughs> More right, people so hear another... Harper on here than... Let me tell you something about this show. And this ain't no shade at Wildcat. This show draws better ratings than that TV show he's on. Now, we are worldwide. We're not restricted by a geographic area. But I'm just saying. Proceed to the next five. All right, star. we got a, well, no, we got another five-star review. Bubba J36. Sorry, I can't. My eyes are going on this thing, and my screen's all cracked up and shit. It's a disaster. Uh, five-star review, such fun. Doc dropping knowledge, hard body dropping jokes and poking fun, and Mike in the middle trying to mediate. I love this podcast. It never ceases to make me smile. It'd make me smile a lot more if you could fetch the fat ass. Who's the fat ass? I'm Harper. getting mad at Harper, I'm telling you. He's salty. You're over there trying to eat. Let me read the third one because I do have it in front of me. That way you can finish munching because I hate when people eat on podcasts when I'm listening to it. It's like Ric Flair when he was chowing down on a sandwich like five years ago on the show. Like, Jesus. You're not supposed to eat? Okay. Well, I'm going to go on mute. Go on mute. Let me read this last one. This last one is from Mike Campbell 411. says, great stuff. That's the title of it. My job has a lot of downtime, especially during the summer months where I do a lot of traffic control. This podcast is a great way to help pass the time. Mike, Hopper, and Doc's banter is always entertaining. And the recaps and clips bring back all sorts of fond memories from my childhood. Thank you, Mike. That's from Mike Campbell, 411. So, Kevin LJ, Bubba J36. I love how it's spelled Bubba, too. It's B-U-H-B-U-H-J-A-Y 36. Good job. And Mike Campbell 411, thank you for the five-star reviews. If you would like your five-star review read on air, simply submit one on either Apple Podcast or Podcast Attic, and we will do the honor of reading your five-star review on air. Hey Mike. I'm gonna Are you finished over there? Are you finished chewing at no, this? No, I point, got like Doc? well, we got dinner where ever my daughter wanted because she, you know, cleared that real hard hurdle of graduating. Pre, uh, pre-k and she chose mcdonald's so i got like five more nuggets and some fries but i'll wait for some promos to come up during the show and and knock it out that's why i'm really mad at harper here he could be talking about aqua velva and uh hey let me tell you guys something if you're not harper bought some aqua velva today um and he sent us a picture so uh and i guarantee you he's asleep right now Rah. I'm used to recording on Wednesdays. I fell asleep. I, 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 I forgot. Come on. You shouldn't make fun of a man's stutter. I didn't mean to stutter on purpose. That was me. Oh. But it did, it, it, it did sound like when he calls us and he says, I, I, I forgot. <laughs> so our, I got to admit, it, it, if you're out there listening and you're not a patron, I think the time is now. Look. Society's opening back up. The economy's booming. You can't say you don't have $2 now. All these wonderful unemployment benefits are flowing in like sweet, sweet wine. And our patron feed is seriously overflowing. 
just this last week, Harper cut a heel, turned heel by cutting a promo on dogs. You and I did New Jack retrospective, just Smoky Mountain. I'm sure Lance is talking about something. And we got those other dumbass shows. This is the time to get on the patron feed. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I mean, just in the last two weeks, there's been six episodes that have dropped on Patreon. The Harper's outtake. Let me tell you all something. Doc and I said it on one of the other patron shows. Harper went off on rescue dogs. Doc and I do not co-sign Harper going off. But it was very interesting, and that's all I'm going to say about that. If you want to hear it, you can become a patron and listen to it. But we've been on a roll with the Patreon content, like I said, six episodes in the last two weeks. And then additionally, we did the bonus show, which I was going to put it on Patreon, but I said, nope, you know what? We haven't. It's been over a year now since we ended our Smoky Mountain run. New Jack passed away. We RIP'd New Jack, and we put up an entire show where... I thought Doc and I would might go about 30 minutes, and, well, we went like 70. It was a really, really fun time reminiscing about New Jack Smoky Mountain days. Become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. You can sign up for the annual option, which you can save 10%, which boils, up, boils down to about a free month over the course of a year, or you can go month to month. Again, you save more if you go annual. And as I say that, I need to thank Harry K, who was an existing patron. He moved over to annual this last week. So thank you, Harry. Appreciate it very, very much. Seriously, though, become a patron. Over 300 Patreon exclusive shows are available at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, plus video versions of these wonderful shows. Hey, I got all a right. couple more things real quick before we get into the show. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Please proceed. One, I forgot to ask at the beginning, is this our birthday show? This is not our birthday show. Uh, next week is our birthday show. Our birthday month. <laughs> Can't wait. What's that? You broke Harper's, up. Harper's probably gonna Harper's probably gonna get us both a bottle of aqua velva and send it to us. And that's if he shows up. <laughs> I know that didn't make Jesus. sense. I, I that would be nice, actually. Man, I haven't had some aqua velvet in many, many years. I'd get a funnel and shove it up my butt and pour the aqua velvet down in there. I have don't an aqua get that, but enema. okay. That's gross, all right? Jeez. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Ugh. Um, The other thing I wanted to uh, do is we got, I think I know why Harper's not here. What's I that? think he got stage. I think he got stage fright about busting his rhymes, because he his bluff got called this week. Did it not? Explain what you mean by his bluff got called. Well, my intern, we set my intern off, Wolfie, and Wolfie wrote an entire, just full page of lyrics that pertain to the show for Harper to rhyme to these beats, and Har you ask him to to rap on him at the show and now he's not here yeah, wolfie's rhymes are pretty good so we're gonna have to table this so you're in trouble him. for scaring harper away and wolfie's right. in the hall of fame docaholic wing of the the docaholic chambers i'm 
I'm waiting. To sh- I'm waiting for Harper, like whenever if he's gonna do it next week, where he can uh, spit Wolfie's rhymes, and then I'll post the rhymes in the Facebook group. Or that's the birthday show. That's the one he needs to do it on. That would be a good one for him to do it on. I do. The agree. other thing I wanted to ask you about here on the air is, um, I heard a rumor in the wrestling internet community that you might be talking to Darren. Is that right? <sighs> By the time this airs, you may have heard it already. You know, Darren Darren needs to say thank you to Luke because if his friend doesn't keep badgering me about getting Darren on this show, it never happens. But good God. The text messages from Luke, ah, he you gotta get him on the show. Like uh, okay. Let me put this moron on the show. And to be honest, the questions from the Facebook group might make it worthwhile. Might. We'll see. Again, you may have heard it by the time you hear this show. But yes, there is supposed to be a a Darren D-Man Siebert episode, unfortunately. I apologize in advance to all the listeners. I mean, this thing might end up being like when we did the BTT Broad show with our wives. And we were like, man, we can't put that on air. We got to put that behind the paywall because this is terrible. Let the patrons (laughs) in. Mrs. Doc told me she'd be willing to come back on if we didn't talk about wrestling. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what are we talking about? Like, what do you want to talk about? Like, Who knows? Like, that doesn't make sense. Probably, probably her day at work. I don't know. Boy, that would be riveting audio. Set your DVR for that one, huh? <laughs> no shit. God. I told you how I got around that. What? What'd you do? I had my mother-in-law move in here. Oh. That's somebody who actually cares about how her day went. And so she can tell her. God bless America. All right, Doc, are we ready to get into this week's show? Got a feeling this might be the best one ever. You said that the last couple weeks. And uh, Harper's not here, so, you know, we can only do what we can do at the moment. Is there a hurricane down there right now? <laughs> no. Did he, catch, did he catch Rona again? No. There's no telling, actually. <laughs> I'm not going to feel bad or worried because every time I do, it's some dumb shit excuse. No kidding. Every time you, every time, I just started the video recorder for this. Harper's not here. He's, what, 30 minutes late at this point. But every time you feel sorry and start to worry that something's wrong with him, it's, I got day drunk. It's, I fell asleep. Help me out, Doc. Give me another one of his excuses. We're probably going to hear something like, uh, man, I had a threesome with my girl and another girl that dressed up like a clown. <laughs> my dog ran away. I had to go find it. Bruh, 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 I got a story. And the one that dressed up like a clown, let me tell you what happened. She comes over and she's got these big clown shoes on. And she says, I only got one rule. The face paint and the wig stay on and the shoes stay on too. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's that's how absurd the story is going to be once we find out what happened to him. <sighs> he had a reaction to the aqua velva and it knocked him out. Well... 
I've got the video version going now. This is the January 6th, 1990 edition of NWA Saturday Night on TBS. We turn over to, once again, not only a new year, but a new decade in the NWA and WCW. And as we jump into 1990, I do want to say a couple of things as Doc is over there trying to top off those nuggets. Um, 1990 is going to be the most interesting year yet. It's, in my personal opinion, the worst year of the years we've done so far. And it's kind of, there's good stuff, but there's also times when you go, what the hell are they doing? So I had to point that out as we go into 90. We're going to have some fun with it because it's kind of what we do and we'll chop it up. And I know many of you out there, you know, Doc, there's a bunch of people out there who in 1990, they were the same age as us. As we were in 85. So like this is their time of just getting into it. So it was what they knew at the time. But in actuality, by the time we got to this point, you checked out. You were chasing other things. I was in and out watching some, but not seeing it all. And I saw many of these a few years uh, years ago. But the point being... 1990 to some is still a good year, but it depends all on your perspective. For me, I got to be upfront and honest. I don't know if 90 stacks up. Um, there's some good. There's some bad. <clears throat> Norman the Lunatic and Abdullah. And there's a lot in between. But we're going to have fun because it's what we do. Now, this week's show opens with Teddy Long mentioning that the skyscrapers will have a new member. But they are still going to be known as the Skyscrapers. And then we head to center stage. Kevin Sullivan is back. And we're told the Rock and Roll Express are here. And Dr. Death is here as well. No, the <laughs> Rock and Roll Express, Doc, were not in Japan. Now, I'll throw it to you if you've got any comments on things I've said. Or if you've got comments on the opening with Sullivan and JR. Sullivan with a suit on. Well, I finished the last nugget about a minute and a half ago, you long-winded bastard. I was trying uh, to give you some cover time. Thanks you, for the air cover. Uh, Sullivan bought himself a new suit in Japan, which is nice. He um, was in Ireland. I, he was supposed to be in Ireland, remember? Not Japan. R&R &R, R &R is back. They were not in Japan. I, I joked because last week you said, or two weeks ago, I don't remember when it was you said it. You were like, that's my answer when everybody, <laughs> anybody's gone away. They were in Japan. My Am I wrong in saying that the rock and roll never went to Japan? <laughs> DM Steven Javorski on Facebook. He'll answer it. That's my new rib. DM him. He'll answer it if you want to know. DM Hopper too. DM both of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's some suit Sullivan has on, though. He looked good. He looked very sure. dapper. He still got his uh, fluffy mullet going on and whatnot well we go to the first match and we go to rick and scott steiner who are going to take on pat rose and rick fargo jim ross mentioned that the next clash is coming up on february the 6th so it's only a month away from now he mentions that the steiners will wrestle doom at the next clash uh, with the nwa world tag team titles being on the line so something to look forward to there steiners and doom for the titles i wish we wouldn't have had that 
stupid Starcade where they would have already wrestled, but that's neither here nor there. The Steiner's going to win quickly when Rick Steiner catches Fargo in the air and then overhead belly-to-belly suplexes him. Very, very nice move. Doc, any thoughts on the Steiners here and they're picking up a win? 524. Oh, 524. Or some some suplexing. Let's go. Um, I like suplexes. Let's see what happens. We're at 520. This must be, here's the one you're talking about, the overhead. Yeah. Bro, that can't be easy. That's a nice move. Over the head, belly Catching belly. Catching the like pool a... in midair and then flipping them on over and making things happen. The right? guy flip. The guy he flips also has to make sure as he's going over, he keeps that chin ducked. Because it's, if you've never like flipped in the air like that before the natural tendency is like to try to catch yourself and not you know like maybe don't duck your chin and try to get the rest of your body over he took a nice though it looked good real good caught him in midair very good finish that was nice thoughts doc nice huh any other thoughts no not really so if you're watching on the video version with us, the one thing about these 1990 episodes that we have is they have commercials in them. And we see a commercial for the movie Internal Affairs uh, with Richard Gere. Uh, there's going to be a Tetris commercial as well, a Domino's Pizza commercial, a TurboGrafx video is game this, system. Is this when we're avoiding the Noid? Avoiding the Noid? What? You don't remember that for for Domino's? No, I don't. Avoid. He was that little what? creature that was like try to make your pizza last. Get there after thirty minutes. I don't remember that. Come on. It's a rib. That's a rib, isn't it? <sighs> Haven't we talked about this? When's the last I mean, time I ribbed you? It was on the Patreon show. <laughs> we talked. When's the last it. time? When's the last time I ribbed you? Uh, you do it all the time. You just don't realize it. You forget you oh. do it. Yeah. Uh, well, I had, I had a buddy in high school whose dad would get, he'd come home from school and his dad would be home drunk playing Tetris. Wow. <laughs> Just come home from work drunk <laughs> playing Tetris. There's a, there's a Domino's pizza commercial, two pizzas for ten I'd, I'd take that right now. Yeah, I would too. Limited so, delivery areas designed with safety in mind. Look, I worked at Domino's pizza later. That was not part of the deal. <laughs> it was hurry up. This shit's getting cold. Get it out there. Yeah, they stopped that um, thirty-minute thing at one point. They got point. sued, dude. Yeah, and then after it, it went away, every sap in the world wanted to claim that, and I was like, "It could get here whenever it gets here, bro." I, I have literally met people at the door with their little egg timer in hand, and I'm like, "You can take that thing and shove it up your ass. I don't, I don't fucking care." Hold on, when you deliver for Domino's, you you would see people. <laughs> They would have the egg timer at the door. It's been longer <laughs> than 30 minutes, and I'm like, what kind of sustainable courtroom proof is this? And you and you would think to yourself, you could take that. Let me tell you something, pal. You take that egg timer, <laughs> turn it sideways and shove it? Is that what you thought? Here's when the you- thing. You know, so first of all, you, you said it at three minutes, three minutes ago, and you're trying to tell me it was at 30. So, Right. Second of all, it's not a thing anymore because a little kid in Ohio was 
murdered by a pizza man out of control. <laughs> and I'm standing here with your dinner right now. Do you want me to take it back to the store and say I was talked rudely to and they had an egg timer and you don't get to eat dinner? Or you can shut the fuck up and take this pizza. <laughs> you were just ready to cut The problem with it is that the, the common sap out there in the wild does not understand the concept of leverage. And when you're standing there with your fat gut hanging out of your T-shirt and your shorts and your egg timer waiting on my pizza, you ain't got no leverage. Well, then you, you got to call back to the store and deal with some high school kid to get the money refunded back. Good luck with that shit. And then you got to figure out how you're going to get food. So you either got to put on some clothes and go out and get some food, or you got to call some other pizza place to deal with some other high school kid and wait 45 minutes for it to get there. You ain't got no leverage, so shut the fuck up and take your pizza. <laughs> Chris Zaha just said dying in the Facebook group on that comment. But anyway, I hear you, what, is man. This, is this live in the Facebook group? No, I'm just thinking like I'm projecting. That's what he's uh, going to I delivered pizzas I, for a long time because I didn't get rich and successful till later. And I got to tell you, man, the, the 90 to 95% of the people you, you deliver pizza to are just good folks. And it's a, it's a nice transaction. And I'm there to get you what you want and get out of your way and get on to the next one. And, but man, the next 5% make me want to write down your address so that if I have to ever have to come back, I'm going to rub my, my fucking dick on your pizza all the way there. Grow up. Man. God. Again, you got to understand the concept of leverage. What, you're going to get mad at your waiter or get pitch a fit at the fast food restaurant? You, you you worked at a fast food restaurant. You never saw some foul shit go down? Oh, yeah, all the time. All right. the time. You know, so, with, so, again, when you're trying to get food, the key message is shut the fuck up and wait. Because um, nothing good's going to happen to the if you if you're a loudmouth. When I was in high school and was working at Burger King, I had a friend who, a high school classmate who worked at Domino's, and he told me this story one time where he was like rushing to get to the to get to the house, and he gets there and he's got two pizzas. Um, he hands him the first one, and then some kind of way the box fell and the pizza popped out of it, and he caught the pizza on like his forearm. Like the the crust side on his forearm, and he just like looks up and he's like, "Look, I'm gonna have to go back to the store and you know." Nah, you don't. Get you, hold on, here. wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna have to go back to the store. You know, get you your money or, or get you another pizza. And he said the dude just looked at him and was like, "Dog, just put that thing in a box. We gonna eat it." Right. <laughs> and he said See? he said he just slid it. <laughs> he said the thing literally was resting on his arm. And he slid the launch back into the box. That's a smart man. And he was like, dog, you ain't got to worry about it. <laughs> smart man. He was telling me the story. He's like, bro, them people had to be hungry because it was like 90 degrees and I was sweating and I was funky. I was like, That's yeah, but nice, here's the man. thing. You're either an indignant prick 
a hungry indignant prick or you're eating dinner which do you want to be well that guy was eating dinner whoever was in his house there you go on that note let's go to uh teddy long he's got an update as we come back from commercial Ladies and gentlemen, we heard at the top of the program, Teddy Long will be introducing the new skyscrapers here on the program today. We know that Sid Vicious has sustained an injury, so are you temporarily replacing Sid Vicious in the skyscraper lineup? Well, let me tell you something about the new skyscraper, okay? Sid Vicious has already been replaced, okay? There's a new skyscraper, mean Mark Callis, along with him and Dangerous Dan Spivey, the real deal. They're going to rule professional wrestling, okay? I have one question to ask. What about Sid Vicious? What about his feelings of this situation? Will he have a job when he gets back? What about Sid Vicious? Well, let me tell you something about Sid Vicious, and let me tell you people something about Sid Vicious. Sid Vicious is a hired hand. He works for me, and he does what he's told. So when Sid Vicious feels better, who knows? I might have a job for him. I don't know. Well, thank you very much. Teddy Long will introduce the new skyscrapers in a program. Let's go up now to Rhubarb Jones. Ladies. But, Doc, any thoughts on Teddy Long right there in his announcement? Not really. I mean, I think the best way to introduce The Undertaker would have been to have him come out and wrestle first. But, no. Well, I mean, this is the thing. Did, who knew who mean Mark Callis was? So he said a name. Okay, great. He's got a name, but I don't know who the fuck it is, so what do I well, care? I guess, yeah, I see what you're saying. He should have just came out, and they could have been like, oh, Let God, this is a big-ass dude. Let him come out and be big and bad, and yeah. let me get I excited about what I see versus you trying to sell me on something I don't know anything about. Look, he's not the Undertaker when he comes out here. For, I mean, obviously, we know that, but when you see him, you're like, this is a big son of a gun, man. This dude's, he's intimidating looking. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go to the next match. It's the Midnight Express versus Ned Brady and Paul Drake. Corny's on commentary. He says Teddy's team of the skyscrapers only lack experience together. Jim Ross minds Corny that the Rock and Roll Express will be back today. Corny, who's on commentary with Jim Ross now, says, We ran them out, and they didn't even have the sense to stay gone. Sullivan is uh, jabbing Corny when he says the Rock and Roll held the World Tag Team titles four times and Midnight only two. The Midnight are going to win with ease here. Doc, any thoughts? Man, the the midnight looked really good here. And I was just thinking, if Hurd wasn't such a hyena jackass, I'd love to see right now, at the next clash, the Midnights and the Steiners get it on. You know, his hatred of the Midnight and Cornette. Let me book this territory, goddammit. Was completely irrational. And it leads to them leaving this year. This is the last year they'll they'll be with us. It's terrible when you think about it. Just it's and, not good. And they made chicken salad out of chicken shit with the dynamic dude feud. Don't you know? They don't, tried. They did a lot with that nonsense. I stopped it here because during the pro during the match with the midnight, there's a sign. I can't read the left sign. It says I we love you at the bottom, but on the right it says it's a fan. It's a lady. Looks to be in her 30s or 40s, maybe. I can't tell. Um, That's a woman. It looks like a woman. Look at the the nails are painted. That's why I thought that. 
Stan Lane, the gangster of love, hit him with your best shot. Fire away. Rope away. That's what I was thinking, unfortunately. Oh, let's see. Can we read Bobby's? It says, Bobby Eaton, the backbone of the Midnight Express. Bobby, we love you. Okay. Yeah, I see it. Anyway, uh, some signs for Stan Lane. Okay, so here's Bobby. a question. Yeah. Would one of the, would Stan Lane. Uh, no. Okay. I know what you're going to ask. They would not. Not okay. that woman. Mm-mm. Nope. I wasn't even sure she's a woman, so it was a woman. Jesus, that was a that was a woman. Okay, any other thoughts, Stock, on their match? It's quick. Mm. Yeah, that was it. So we go to commercials uh, again. We get an Oxy Ten commercial. Remember the Zit commercial, Oxy Ten, Doc? Oh yeah, I didn't really have Zit, so I didn't have to worry about that shit. No, I don't believe that for nothing. There you go. No, it's the we... truth. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest about that. I didn't. I'm, I was lucky. I'm going to tell you because, uh, ketchup. Okay, I like ketchup. Heinz ketchup. Yeah, the music to it was tremendous. Uh, Can't play it though. Yeah, I don't want to get dinged on the YouTube. Um, they put over how thick the ketchup was. Mmm, thick and yeah. creamy. Is this the Goodwill Games? This is the 1990 Goodwill Games commercial. Yes, it is. We're we're Goodwill so Games a, time. So I guarantee you, I watched zero seconds of this. <laughs> um, and I got to be real honest about 1990 wrestling. 1990 as a year, I might have seen a couple of flare matches, and that will be it. Wow. Yeah, the Goodwill Games are going to be in Seattle on uh, uh -oh. in 1990. Here's that movie so, uh, again. Yeah, internal fear. The, the, with the Goodwill Games, what I was going to say, uh, Ryan and Auburn and Kenny Byersdorf. Um, did y'all go to the Goodwill Games? I know y'all live in that area. Our internal affairs movie once again. We get an Alka-Seltzer commercial once again. Van Damme kickboxer VHS commercial. We get a here's Burger another, King. Here's something else. I have never seen a Van Damme movie. Not one I second. I don't believe that. You didn't even no. see Bloodsport? What? You didn't even see Bloodsport? No, not that one second. I, I look. A, I'm not. I'm not into the Van Damme movies. I was just going to say. It's a known thing in my family that I don't watch movies very often, and so there's like we could do like the, all the movies I've never seen and have it be a patron special sometime. Well, there you go, Van Damme, right there, kickboxer. Okay, uh, that's most more of that movie than I've ever seen. <laughs> I was. Uh, I liked Bloodsport, but that was just me. Uh, Doc, we're also going to go to a. Burger King commercial. Mm, get it your way. Yeah, get it your way. Uh, two burgers for a buck. Oh, man, I remember. So here's the thing about that. I remember that deal because I started working my stint at Burger King about six months after this. What was the worst thing about Burger King? What was the worst thing that happened at Burger King, the promotion? The promotion. Everybody knows the answer to this. Oh, the dollar whopper? Cent, 99 cent whoppers, bro. Jesus Lord. Brought saps out of woodworks that I did not <laughs> even know existed. Dude, the, the line would be out the door. Every time. I need 10 whoppers. I need 12 whoppers. I'd be, you know, I, I, once again, you're yelling at people for your weight <laughs> when you got no leverage. You're getting a fucking burger for a dollar. This is the time for you to shut up. <laughs> Doc, you're about to get nuclear heat. 
Here it is. TBS's movie tonight on After Wrestling. Rio Lobo with your favorite actor, John Wayne. <laughs> John Wayne, da- Daddy, Daddy Doc's Why hero. Why could it just be Wolf River? Why did it have to be Rio Lobo? I don't know, because they're in the West. I don't know. I've seen minutes of John Wayne movies, but it's been over 35 years. Oh, you might as well hit the fast forward here, pal. I got nothing. Norman the Lunatic is taking on Bob Cook. Remember, Bob Cook is Harper's new favorite enhancement talent. Norman comes out to shout. Yep. Shout. Mm -hmm. We get a picture and picture from Norman where he tells us he's going to give woman a picture tomorrow. Norman wins. Doc, do you got anything? No, I fast forwarded. I'm not doing this. You you really got nothing. Well, let's keep moving. More commercials. Literally, this is the third set of commercials, and we're not even at 25 minutes in. Entertainment Weekly Magazine. Let me tell you, this commercial was long, and they never tell you a price. They just mm. leave the 1-800 number there. Which means they're trying to suck money out of they you. They say dry. that if you if you, if you need a price, you can't afford it. If you if you don't show a price, you can go fuck yourself. Oh, there it is, ninety nine cents per issue. Oh, okay, that's almost fifty percent off the cover price. That sounds like a great deal. Oh <laughs> uh, boy! So we get Entertainment Weekly. There's a I don't know what it is in 1990. I'm gonna fast forward to it. Every oh my single God, these guys. Every, I, hold on, let I, me say it. Let me say it. what it is. Let me say what it is. There is a one nine hundred number for the boys commercial multiple times on multiple episodes in the nineties for wrestling, and I'm not sure why. Bruh, I was hoping you knew something here. Well, How I, much, look, do you know who you, the boys are? No. Okay, I do. Michelangelo will laugh at this. Robert Silva will so laugh at this. So hold on, hold on. Before you tell us who they are, how many dirty names do you think those little little boys were called on the Southern Wrestling audience when this came on? Well, I don't know. It is the South. So, I mean, now that I think more about it, it's the South. So, I don't know, man. So, the boys were a very popular group around this time. And the young sisters... Love the boys. The girls in my neighborhood, girls I went to school with, they love the boys. Like, the boys were like, I don't want to say the white version of... What? I, I, I don't want to say they were the black version of a certain group that was out during this time, but, like, the sisters loved the boys back then. And their first album was I don't remember how many it sold but they were really they were popular so they is this really guerrilla pop- marketing what the hell does that mean well they're not coming through a label no so they were through so it's like no, direct you know like they were straight I don't know what I don't remember what label they were through but they were no you say gorilla I, I was about to get pissed at you I see what you're saying <laughs> whoa whoa I meant G-U-E-R like um no, they were, they were on a like a, if you saw the like Ghetto a, Boys on here or something. They weren't running through a record label necessarily. They were just taking it straight to the people. 
No, they had they they were the record label. They actually put out like three or four albums. That's nice. You think I would be that racist? Come on, Bruh, I don't know, man. You don't know. You don't know. It's our sixth. <laughs> it's our sixth birthday show tonight, and you don't know. <laughs> anyway, the boys, uh, the sisters were were were, were loved them. Were the they boys. called the Sons of Light? No. Originally known as the Boys, yeah. Were they before the Boys? No, they are. They Sons of Light are an American R and B boy band originally known as the Boys. Oh, you're saying are they called the Sons of Light now? They are were, they? I don't from know. Eighty four to ninety three, they were the Boys, and from ninety nine until today, they are the Sons of Light, and they're on Motown. Eighty four to ninety three, they were. I didn't know they were. They were uh, a group that early. They've only made three records too. Shit. Well, again, so they you were like the song Lucky Charm back in the day. No, nah, I didn't like Lucky Charm. The Lucky Charm was terrible. I didn't like Lucky Charm was terrible. They had like two songs on the on the first album that were that were good. And then they grew up and kind of got older. And do you remember the movie uh Ernest Goes to Camp? Funny one enough, them, I have seen that one. One of them is in that movie. One of them is in that movie. The 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 African American kid in that movie, um, is one of the boys. Okay, his real name I think I believe his real name is Bilal. Yeah, Bilal. He was one of the blot down. You know, he was on there just a minute ago. All right, let's keep moving. We'll never get through with this show tonight if we don't keep moving. So anyway, we saw the boys. We saw a Power Stick deodorant commercial, which looks like a knockoff Speed Stick, and another Alka Seltzer commercial. Man, they're packing them in, man. Literally. Hey, who says we couldn't sell advertising for wrestling, man? We got a bevy of sponsors. Dude, it's going to get old in another two weeks. The first, the next match we go to is Buzz Sawyer and the Dragon Master versus Ricky Nelson and Rick Ryder. Sawyer and Dragon Master win, and those are my notes from it, Doc. Okay, so I really like the headdress that the Dragon Master was wearing. I'm not even joking. I thought that was good. It's better than his look without it. Yeah, it is cool. Look at it. Here it is on the video version. Pretty badass. Yeah, it was like the thing Muda wore, but with hair. Yep, because it's got that long nose. <laughs> that opera was like, bro, just sit on it. Come on. <sighs> Buzz, man, Buzz will lay in some flying elbows, won't he? Yeah, yeah he will. He's just not a good I person. It. I love it. You wouldn't love it if you were in the ring with him. That's true, but I'm not. I also would have shit my pants if I was in the ring with 1982 Kamala like Arn Anderson was, but that's a different story too. Yeah, he said that that was his first match in Mid South, and he didn't he didn't you know back then separate dressing rooms. You never saw the guy. He never talked to the guy. It was his first night in there. The first time he laid eyes on Kamala is when Kamala hit the ring. Fuck that. And hey, has Buzz very- always been missing that tooth, or has he recently lost a tooth? No, I think he's always been missing it, but I don't know. Okay. Uh, can I get thirty forty four, please? Oh come on! We were That's just a tombstone pile driver in in nineteen ninety. By a fifty year old man. Oh, Did he get him good? God, he was it's close, not that. Him. It's is that Rick Ryder that took it? Yeah, he didn't take that right. He's supposed to wrap his arms around him, and he's just got him just like sitting there because he Dude. slid and he slid down because of that. That could have been fucking dangerous. 
I thought so too. That's why I pointed it out. But you wanted oh, to give me shit for you know analyzing God. the actual wrestling instead of the damn dildo commercials every five minutes. <laughs> well, we're thirty minutes in. We've already had three sets of commercials. Guess what Let's happens after this? What? I see some more commercials. Yeah, I didn't, watch saying... the, I didn't watch the commercials <laughs> during my show here because I when I watched it originally because I knew Harper would have a lot of shit to say. And then guess who doesn't show the fuck up? Harper. See, look at the, oh my god, that could have been dangerous. He came real close to having a real problem there. Jesus. Man, that makes me cringe watching that. So the next set of commercials, Doc. We got a main event ad. NWA main event ad is what I'm saying for that show. We get a Sega Genesis commercial. Chris Zaha will love that one. I was more of a Nintendo guy, so I I can't go there. Genesis came out after Nintendo. It was a better system than the original Nintendo. But, you know, thanks for playing along. Hey, you know as well as I do that once you got a gaming system, you were set for the next few years because there wasn't a chance in hell your parents were getting you another one. Something like that. That's how Hopper got stuck with the Atari 7200. I can't remember which one it was. But anyway. Well, that was a bad one. After Sega Genesis, Chris Zaha, don't crank off like Javorski if you're uh, watching a video version of this. We go to, uh, we see another commercial for the boys. So there they are again. Mm-hmm. And then we get a commercial. Lucky charm. Is that That's what not say? how it went. No. They had a song. They, their, their biggest hit was uh, Dial My Heart. <laughs> Dial it, dial it, just dial it, baby, dial it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nothing that's like, actually nothing like the late eighties, early nineties little brother in a man sized suit. The video you're seeing right there is is the video to dial my heart. That's that's well, six video. years ago. These little bastards would have been two years old. How were they around back then? That's why I'm like 1984. That doesn't make sense. The only and one I, who would have been a say bastards to mean anything other than I like to cuss, but I got to be careful on Mike. Michael called the NAACP on me. Okay, well we got an NBA Tuesday on TNT yeah. right here. Commercial. We got the Lakers. I, tell you, I hate the hated the Lakers. Tom Chambers. Yeah, buddy. And then we get a commercial for uh, Kevin Bacon, the movie Tremors. Remember that one? Terrible. Terrible. So I stupid, I don't even remember. Every time it's on. Probably. Uh, we get a soft scrub commercial, and then we get a gun smoke commercial after that, Doc. Gun smoke. <laughs> Maybe people would associate our product for being small time and old timey and southern, and if we didn't have gun smoke. Dude, the, I hate the old West. I hate westerns. It's just bullshit it's dusty it's bullshit what what was it about every time what was it about the boomer generation of men that loved that western bullshit they got sold they scooped it lapped it up like the marks that they are and they thought somehow beating around some indians made you a real man (laughs) you're going to hell well, we got everybody gotta... knows it wasn't the pistol or the horse; it was the smallpox. Let's go now to a video package. We're gonna you hand out the. You didn't need to go beat up or shoot an Indian. You just needed to have some respiratory problems. Stop it. 
Let's go now to a video package. The 1989, excuse me, PWI Achievement Awards. Here it is. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to World Championship Wrestling. As we mentioned, Senior Editor Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Bill After, with us earlier with three very special people. He'll be joined by Rick Flair, Scott Steiner, and Gordon Soley. It's time now to present the Pro Wrestling Illustrated 1989 Achievement Awards. Right here, the man who won the Editor's Award after 30 years of excellence in wrestling, broadcasting, and journalism, Gordon Soley. Gordon, congratulations. Thank you very much, Bill. And may I thank the editors of Pro Wrestling Illustrated and, of course, Stan Weston. May I just say that... Uh, I think I know how those fellows feel when they win a Super Bowl ring, because I'm certainly really overwhelmed with this, and I certainly want to thank all of you out there who have viewed me over the years. Thank you, Gordon. The man who won the most improved plaque, 1989, was a great year for you, Scott Steiner. You, you're the doctor who invented that monster move, the Frankensteiner. Yeah. Say uh, thanks to your fans. Well, thank you, Bill, and I'd like to thank the fans from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. You know, this award means a lot to me, because a lot of great wrestlers have won in the past, and I'll cherish it for a lifetime. Okay, the wrestler of the decade, and now fifth time as wrestler of the year, the six-time NWA World Heavyweight Wrestling Champion, the man himself, Ric Flair. Congratulations, Rick. Thank you, Bill. Congratulations, Gordon. Scott, congratulations. This is the highest trophy of professional wrestling. Next to the World Heavyweight Championship belt, this is the most prestigious award in our sport because it is awarded by you, the fans. Thank you very much. I consider it a great honor. Bill, thank you. Thank you very much, and for Pro Wrestling Illustrated Magazine, this is Senior Editor Bill Apter, and we look forward to seeing you at the matches. Thank you, everybody. All right, so Soli wins the Editor's Award for Excellence in Broadcasting and Journalism. Scott Steiner won the Most Improved Award, and Flair won the Wrestler of the Decade, and boy, I don't think you can argue Wrestler of the Decade, Doc. What do you think? I mean, some Northerners would argue, they would say a certain somebody, but you and I... We know who the real wrestler of the decade was, right? Is that a legitimate question? That's what I said. You and I, there is no question. It's a fact, Jack. Flair is the wrestler of the decade. And here's the thing about Flair. He didn't just go out there and he got the fans over. He got Steiner and Gordon over. He got himself over. He got everybody over. I think I saw the boys in the crowd right there. No, you didn't. You're just oh, being an idiot. Um, and I, you know, Gordon was like, "Hell, you said there'd be a quarter gen with this." <laughs> Where's the beef eater? Where's the Gordons? <laughs> I'll take Gordons. It sucks, but I'll drink it. What the hell's with this trophy after? I've had a drink in an hour and a half. I'm starting to get the shakes. Thought you said there would be a a pint of beef eater here. You give me a fucking plastic trophy. This bullshit out of here. What the fuck after? Flair, where are the fucking kamikazes? <laughs> God, my throat's hurting. All right. Any other thoughts, Doc, on the awards? Nah, not at all. Yeah. Pillman and Z-Man versus the State Patrol. I still want to do a State Patrol gimmick nowadays. Great reaction for Pillman and Z-Man, if I'm going to be honest, from the crowd. Pillman and Z-Man win when Pillman hits the flying crossbody off the top rope. I got nothing else from it, Doc. What about you? So, having watched the recent Dark Side of the Ring, how many of these people do you think Pillman impregnated? I don't think that's a fair question. How many oh, did he? How many did he? You know, wink Enter? at the kid in the crib. How many times did that situation happen? Quite a few. How many no, times? Just... 
kind of seemed like Sean Kemp there during that dark side of the ring. How many times? I mean, you, you're asking an unfair question about impregnating, but he, so the uh, difference and what I realized here is like you can everyone can work on their craft and get better. That's life. You got to put in work, but either you have it or you don't. Pillman has it, and Zing doesn't. Z-Man is good technically, but he There's does There's nothing wrong with it, but he ain't got it. That's, yes, I'm just making that clear distinction. We're so not, not down on him, necessarily. Right. It's that he ain't got it, and you need Z- it. Right. Good wrestler. Nothing wrong with him from that standpoint. But Looks like a million bucks. Yep, but does not have that star quality and that Pillman I can't has. tell you why. But Kerry Von Erich, built similarly, had it. Kerry was bigger than Z-Man. Come on. True. But I'm with you. I, I Look, I hear you, man. Pillman's right. got... There's something about when Pillman hits his moves that he just has it. And then when Z-Man does the same thing, you just don't see it. So they could both work hard or Zink could outwork him and be a better worker. But he's never going to have it. All right, so any other thoughts as I keep the, the show moving, Doc? I mean, I was just going to say, the three of us, when Harper's here, have it. And how many podcasts out there work hard, prepare, and they ain't got it? You know Harper's, who I'm talking about, too, don't you? <laughs> Harper's definitely got it. <laughs> well, he does negative preparation, and <laughs> he can't even bother to show the fuck up. I've n- never seen a more successful guy that doesn't prep when it comes to podcasting. Zero well, prep. Zero prep. And then you and I do really minimal prep. God almighty, look at that stupid shit. We'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Now, we're going to go to another commercial. I think this is the fourth one in the hour. Milk that like, commercial. That looks like the Minnesota Gopher, Gophers. Uh, or USC. Uh, football jerseys and outfit, but anyway, um, uniform. We get the uh, it's a that's a milk commercial. Then we're gonna go to, I do too. We're then gonna go to Leatherface Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We'll see. Yeah, I've seen now. I've seen that. We'll see Turbo Graphics sixteen again. Uh, The only thing I think was new besides the milk commercial is the sporting news, and then and then of course we cap it off with another Western commercial. With Return of the Bad Men Western. Which Texas Chainsaw Massacre is this? That's, that's three, Doc. We're on three at this point. Oh, Jesus. Why did the first one was some scary ass shit, though? Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, it was like they commercial and they, it wasn't a cartoon, but by the time they just kept going, it was like, okay, y'all, y'all just, y'all just spot my man. That first up, time, you know? it, you've seen the first one, right? It's been a many years, yes. And when that, that when he comes out of that that hatch and grabs that dude and t- takes him in the back, that shit's <laughs> on, man. And I'm telling you, that happened in Texas. You go get away from the big city, and there's some goofy, loony people out there in the country. Yeah, I ain't saying they're all like chopping people up and eating them, but I ain't saying it's that big of a stretch either. Yeah, you get out into the to to the. Rural parts of 
of the great state everywhere. of Texas, man. Of everywhere. Oof. Oof. That's hey, true. so That's back, true. back about this time, uh, our family had a subscription to the sporting news. That shit was good, man. Really? Based Daddy to- Doc read the sporting news, huh? Oh, yeah. They had all the baseball box scores. Oh, here. All right. Well, here's your Western that's playing. It's called Return of the Bad Men. Never heard of it. This this Western shit on TBS every Saturday and Sunday. God. It's the world color premiere of it, too. I guess it was a black and white, and they made it into color. All right, let's keep going, Doc. Here we I go. The you were ro- say it was the world colored premiere, and everybody was in blackface. No, they they colorized it. It was a black and white previously. The royal family with uh, Rip Morgan and Jack Victory with Lord Littlebrook. Yes, they are now the royal family, Doc. No longer the New Zealand militia. They're taking on Larry Santo and Sean Regal. We can't figure out what to do with Victory, can we? He's been a Russian assassin. He's been a Secret Service Jack Victory with Paul Lee. He's uh, where he wrestled in what, what we think is a flight suit. Then he was uh, Jack Victory with the New Zealand militia, militia. Jacko Victory. And now he's with the royal family. <laughs> All I oh, know is true. that somebody spent money on those robes. That shit looks like medieval times. And then I hit fast forward. Dude. I get it. I need your comments though. When they come out from when they're coming out, what do you what do you have to say? Larry Santo and Sean Regal is who they're going up against. What do you have to say when they come out, Doc? I, I really need your thoughts on this. They my walk first out. Was, my first thought was, "Oh goody, I can fast forward a little bit." Come on! Did you see Little Brook hitting his like Fargo strut in the middle of the ring after he got in? Yes. Ring? But it's I like. Love- this is the absolute double down on a shitty idea that happens in corporations every day. Instead of just going to stop, what are we doing? Let's stop this. So let me ask it's, you a we question. Keep, we keep putting a different shade of lipstick on an awful looking pig. Let me ask you a question. What? Would you agree that Jack Victory and Rip Morgan are talented professional wrestlers? Yes, they deserve a lot better than this. And I'm not like marks for either one of them, but they deserve better. And the little fella probably does too. I don't know. What do you think they thought when, you know, they've been presented as the They're New probably Zealand thinking, militia? I've never made this kind of money in my life, so I'm going to go with this stupid shit. Well, that's probably true too, because even when Victory was in world class, at the level he was at during part of the heyday, he wasn't probably getting paid great. So, probably. Was his last his last name started with the right letter, but it wasn't the rest of it wasn't right to get paid. Well, he like I said, he's had every damn gimmick since he's been here. I mean, it's incredible the gimmicks they put on this. They've he's been everything. It's since in the last eighteen months, he's been a Russian. He's been Secret Service. He's been a Jacko Victory. I mean, now he's Royal Family. It just keeps going. Anyway, uh, Sullivan tries to put over the Royal Family. He mentions that they're much, they're they're looking much better lately, and could give any of the teams in the tag division a run for their money, including the Row Warriors. And I just had to think to myself, nothing against Victory and Morgan, but boy, Sullivan couldn't have said that one with a straight face, man. He really couldn't have. 
And you said he, from that he point, must be on the booking committee now. <laughs> you said you fast forwarded after that point, right? Oh, 100%. All right. So next I up. I, I fast forwarded so fast that I didn't even see that they had changed their name. I heard he, <laughs> Rhubarb say from New Zealand and I was out. <laughs> the royal family. So as we keep going. Uh, we go to the next match where we are going to see the new skyscrapers, as they're called, Dan Spivey and Mark Callis versus Agent Steele and Randy Harris. Mean Mark is going to walk the walk the rope briefly and drop the big elbow on Agent Steele. Uh, he also delivered a heck of a clothesline at one point. Uh, Doc, I mean, it's the first time you've seen this. Uh, what were your thoughts? This guy will never amount to anything in this business. That's what you thought. That stupid rooster ponytail. He looks like the muscle at a white supremacy rally. (laughs) So. He's not there, obviously, but he has presence. He's he's built well. He's a big guy. He's he's you know, he's a little got a little bit more like. Um, it's different. I mean, obviously, it's not the Undertaker. He's not there yet, but you could see he's got some, obviously, some talent. It's easy for me to say this right now, knowing what he becomes. But next to Spivey, you can see who the star is. Now well, again, rhubarb, rhubarb calls him the new skyscrapers at the end. So let's put that kiss of death on him. Yeah, that's what I was saying. They called him the new skyscrapers. I'm like, eh, that's probably. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Not the best way to do that. No, you don't. The, the like whole you're counting on a guy named Rhubarb to know how to do things. Well, leave Rhubarb alone. Eh, whatever. What's he ever done? Hillbilly. Okay. Country music disc jockey of the year. Why don't they like us up north? <laughs> that was a nice clothesline right there from me, Mark. It was. He walked the ropes, too. Yeah. Got it all right there, all you know. He's just missing Percy to put it all together. Well, so after they win, we're going to go to a promo from uh, Spivey and Mean Mark. So let's go to that right now. Here it is. I've got to tell you that I'm very impressed by these guys. You'd better be impressed, and all of you people out there better be impressed too. So right now, what I want to do, I want to let the real deal, Dangerous Dan Spivey, tell the people something right now. Go ahead, Danny, tell them, baby. Let me tell all you people something. Yeah. Sid Vicious is a good friend of mine. But the skyscrapers and Teddy Long, money means more than friendship. Tell them, Danny, tell them. Road Warriors, we're coming after you in 1990. You were the team of the 80s. We, the skyscrapers, are the team of the 90s. Tell them, Danny. Bring us on. Tell them, Danny, tell them, tell them. Hey, Teddy Long and Dangerous Dan, let me tell you something. In the 90s, you all know who Sid Vicious is. Mean Mark Collins, baby, that's what you need to know. And let him know that he's going to be meaner than Sid Vicious ever thought he was, okay? Well, what did you think of Mean Mark's first promo, Doc? Let me tell you something. (laughs) I just thought that's what we all had to say when we wanted to tell somebody something. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, it wasn't just him. They everybody said that back then. Well, we know something, brother. Um, you know, if Spivey would have not be bug eyed and yelling at me all the time, he actually had a good line, and the money means more than friendship. But I tune him out because when you're always yelling, that's what I do when somebody is always yelling at me. I just tune him out. I just just never was a fan of him. I can't. I mean, it's like the he's trying to not play. Working. The gimmick isn't working for us, brother. Yeah. It was the same thing when he did the varsity club short stint. He did, gets real bug eyed and he's he's talking like he's being electrocuted. And I'm like. Yeah, bro, that's not. You know what he looks like? He looks like a high school football coach trying to cut a wrestling promo. Yeah, it just ain't. It, like you said, it ain't working for me, brother. And that's all I got to say about that. All right. Well, we go to our next set of commercials, number sixth in the hour. God, boy, I mean, we got to pay the bills, right? Uh, another one of uh, Internal Affairs, the movie. Boy, they're really plugging that. Nintendo, Tetris. We finally we get a Charles Schwab commercial for the first time. We get a Smooth Lady Epilator commercial. Oh, yeah. Now, this is when I needed Harper, because I wanted his thoughts on Smooth Lady Epilator. <laughs> he just set the thing up there on the mound and let it start ripping the hairs out. By the root. root. You know, I mean, when you watch these old commercials and you see these gimmicks like that, literally gimmicks, and you realize these gimmicks aren't around anymore, it's just an advertisement for, boy, you got got back in the day if you bought that. Hey, the free market worked though, right? (laughs) I guess. I guess. Sooner or later, you soaked all the marks. I love these old commercials too. Where, you know, call one eight hundred. Anything on my privates that only cost ten dollars. One eight hundred two five seven one two three four. Allow six to eight weeks for shipment. That doesn't even Jesus say delivery. Christ. That says shipment for it to That's ship. Like, what are they doing? It's like a damn water burger. When you go order a water burger, they start making it. It's like when you order it, they start pouring <laughs> the plastic in the injection mold. But I had Jeez. to mention that because that was a, and again, I wanted, I really, really wanted Hopper for that one, but he ain't here, so. Fuck him. And then there's one other commercial after this uh, for Slim Whitman. Oh, yeah, Slim Whitman, man. He's the only guy's music that would make the Mars, uh, Martians and Mars Attacks, a movie I have seen. He would make their heads explode. So they had to play Sim, Slim Whitman records to save the planet. What a premise. <laughs> okay. Doc, any other thoughts on old Slim Whitman? Do you think here? Slim ever wrote a song you would like? I'm going to say no, brother. This is the kind of shit my grandparents listen to. <laughs> They're all dead now. Four to six weeks for delivery when you call. Man, the U.S. Postal Service, no wonder UPS and FedEx got into the game, man. I can't wait that long. Imagine waiting that long for shit these days. Bro, I think this stuff was getting delivered by UPS. 
Man, I need the drone to drop this shit down later in the day after I order it. I hear you. I hear you. Well, let's keep going. We finally get a decent promo. Let's go to Ric Flair. An hour and into this show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to World Championship Wrestling. It's always a pleasure to be with the world's heavyweight champion. We've already had a lot of excitement. We've seen a new skyscraper added. But what isn't new is the fact that Lex Luger seemingly is obsessed in winning the world's heavyweight championship. And I know that you have really got your sights set on keeping it here. You control the 80s. I hope you control the 90s. And congratulations on winning that great award early in the program. Well, thank you very much. First of all, I made it through the 80s. Nobody controls this sport. It's the greatest sport in the world. We have the greatest fans behind us. The National Wrestling Alliance is the predominant wrestling organization in this sport today. And Lex Luger is one of the great stars that makes it such. But Luger, the bottom line is, this is a competitive sport and the strong survive. And as I've said a thousand times before, Luger, to be the man, what? Have to beat the man. So, pal, I'm looking at 1990 just like I did 1980. I'm going after it with everything I have. We have a new horseman, and I'm talking about Sting. We're reunited, and I want every wrestling fan in the world to know one thing. This is the sign of the 90s. Some may come and some may go, but this is what I live and breathe each and every day woo, of my NWA life. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Rick. Nature boy, Rick Flair, the wrestler of the decade on a collision course with Lex Luger. Now let's go back up to our good pal, Rhubarb Jones. I tell you, Rick's promos, it still sounds like he's believing in this TBS thing, Doc. Yeah, I didn't really like that one, to be honest. I don't like humble Rick, and I certainly don't like bringing the stinger in. Give it so, time. I have seen the I have seen the pay-per-view where they do some things to sting. So I've seen that. The clash. Uh, I guess. I don't know. Um, I I can't be expected to remember that. What? Nothing. There's the dudes. Yeah. We'll we'll be rid of them soon. Uh, Don't worry about that. You said that a while ago. I know. I did. But they'll they'll eventually be gone. You lied to me. (laughs) The dynamic dudes versus Cactus Jack and Lee Scott. Uh, Cactus attacks Scott after the match. Uh, just a uh, spoiler alert. But anyway, the dudes, uh, they pick up Hopper out of the front row when uh, they're celebrating before the match. After the match, like I said, Cactus is uh, hes going to continue with his attack on his teammates. And he does the same to Lee Scott. And uh, that's all I had from this. Doc, well, you know, from you? Douglas and uh, Cactus went to wrestling school together. So that's pretty cool for them to get, to get in the ring here. You know, I guess. It's- something right you're reaching but okay all right <laughs> you're reaching you're reaching <laughs> well i'm a little bit mad because i had to watch it because it was cactus but it violated my rule of not fast forwarding the dudes any thoughts on uh the rock and roll express coming out to you they look mama? old 
They went to yep. Japan for a year and got No, old. they didn't go to Japan. <laughs> um, I believe they went to the AWA and in Memphis for a while while they were gone. I can imagine how those two territories in 1990 might age someone. Yeah, yeah that's true. But um, they are starting to show their age. They'll show it even Gibson more. Gibson more than Morton, but he's older, yeah. I think, right? I think so. And they'll show it even more, obviously, in Smokey. By the by the time Smokey comes to an end, you really can see it. But anyway, they're still going strong, which is crazy today. Okay, Doc, on that note, uh, let's let's hear what uh, they got to say. Because uh, Morton's got one of his catchphrases or lines. Great to see two of my best friends back in the NWA, four times tag team champion of the year, and welcome back. Well, thank you, Jim Rogers. It's a pleasure to be back here in NWA. Brother and I have been gone for a long time, but yet we ain't been forgotten. Everybody, the fans here, they still love us, and we love them. You know, every road we took brought us right back here at home to the NWA. I'd say one thing, we're here to do one thing. Let's take on all the competition around the world today. You've always done it, Rick. That's right, Jim. You know that rubber said about the fans. You know, to the fans, the Rock and Roll Express always put you number one. That's why we never minded selling for number two. We know that here in this area right now, there's a lot of tough tag teams, teams around here, such as the Freebirds and the Midnight Express. I ran along with Jimmy Cornette that told everybody he ran the Rock and Roll Express out of here. But we're here to tell you, baby, that Rock and Roll is never going to die. All right. And then... A lot of people say that we were the tag team of the 80s. Well, brother, we're here to kick some honey in the 90s. Woo! All right, Rock and Roll Express back, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll be back right after this timeout. We're here to kick some honey in the 90s, Doc. Hmm. I fail to see how that's helpful. Fail to see how what? That's helpful. Okay. You're a badass rock and roll dude, and you're talking about honey in the 90s. Well, I mean, Heinies were their thing. That's a different way to do it. They weren't kicking it. They were licking it. Okay. Yeah. Well, more Domino's commercials, Chartbusters music countdown, uh, rock and roll era from Time Life Music is uh, going on here. These commercials are going to start getting repetitive. Uh, there's the rock and roll era uh, double disc set that they're trying Ugh. to sell. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. That Elvis, everybody hates Elvis. Jesus. <laughs> Time life music. Three to four weeks for delivery. So that's not too bad, but yeah, man, I think we're spoiled by our uh two day Amazon gimmicks. By the way, if how you're about I just this... go to my gimmick and listen to any song ever written now? <laughs> and kill um, the music industry forever because artists can't get paid anymore. That's not true. You just gotta know how to the... make money off of it. You are out of your depth now. No, I'm not. There are ways to monetize through all these digital platforms, Doc. Come on. I'm just saying. Oh, here looks, here's a good movie. What is this? It's called The Unconquered. Oh, yeah. It looks like, uh, was that Gary, uh, Jimmy Stewart or some shit? Well, they were, that... they were, they were pushing them movies back <laughs> on TBS, bro. Okay. Well, Turner, bought the, Turner bought the, the library, I bet. There was a movie on uh, all days on Sundays, Sunday night, Saturday night after the wrestling, if there wasn't no baseball. I mean, it was nonstop, dude. Just, oof. I mean, I, it was like that through the 90s. I mean, I remember when we finally got cable. It was 
you'd always have a freaking movie on TBS. But anyway, keeping it moving. Lee Scott is going to cut a promo. Really? Yeah, mm. let's go listen to it. World Championship Wrestling, Dr. Death Steve Williams and Hacksaw Higgins still to come here in just a few moments, but I see Lee Scott's here. Jim Ross, I just want to say this. I am busting my butt to be a good competitor in the NWA. And what Cactus Jack just did to me was uncalled for. I deserve more respect than that. So Cactus Jack, if you want to fight me, I'll fight you. I'll be here next week and I'll take you on one-on-one. There you hear it from a young man trying to work his way right up the ladder. And he will meet Cactus Jack here perhaps next week. We'll keep you abreast of that situation. But the big collision, the big bulls is on the horizon. Let's go now to Rhubarb Jones. All right. So he calls out Cactus and says he wants him one-on-one, Doc. Thoughts? I think I see why Mr. Scott never made it in the NWA. It wasn't horrible, but... He's kind of mush-mouthed, dog. Hmm. It is what it is. Dr. Death comes out, and he's going to take on Hacksaw Higgins. Dr. Death's going to win. I don't know, Doc. I don't have nothing else much from it. These are some big bastards. Yeah, Hacksaw Higgins has been around for a while. He he was in Mid-South as an enhancement talent. I stole the, I told a story about when he was uh, down there and something happened to him. It's on the Mid-South show where we talked about it. Uh, he got up too quick from Paul Orndorff's finishing maneuver, and evidently Paul Orndorff... When the Orndorf, bad twins is still down, and it's been 28 years. Well, Paul Orndorff roughed him up in the back, from what I understand. He's kind of a goofy-looking guy. Believe it or not, if you watched him in this match, he he improved over what you saw from him, what you would have seen from him in Mid-South in the, like, 82, 83 time frame. I don't really have anything else from it. He's he's a big dude, and Doctor Death is too. Doc, do you have anything else from it? I they should have done. He's got enough of a look. They should have done something with him to build him up a little bit to feed him to Doctor Death. In my opinion, no, you just don't know a lot about Hacksaw Higgins saying that. I don't know. By the way, I want you to look at his boots. Okay, he's got a star. And it's hard to see because they don't do don't do a close up on it, Bruh, I don't know if that's supposed to be a banana or a crescent moon, Jerry. That's why I said that, and I said that on the Mid South show. It hasn't aired yet, though. Y'all still do that? Yeah. I heard it doesn't, it doesn't come, come out very often. I heard it doesn't, doesn't come, come out very often. It doesn't come out regularly, but we still do it. You know, and the sad part is, is that that drives your fans, the three of them that you have of our show that listen to it, um, crazier than it does you. Cause you don't give a shit. You just like, I record them and I'm done. <laughs> but, but all the people that listen to us are used to hearing you on a regular, you know, schedule and they're not getting that. <laughs> I get more, I get more emails. <laughs> And tweets. Hey, goddammit, I really like that mid-show show. When is it ever going to come out again? Y'all, just, y'all, y'all need to be doing that on a regular basis. I'm like, bro, I don't have anything to do with the drops of those, man. That's not true, y'all. He tells Brian to hold on to him and drive y'all that's, nuts because he's a yeah, heel. That's, that's right. Good one, Doc. You finally said something intelligent. You finally said something intelligent. I, it's my fault. I'm telling him to do that because I'm the heel. There you go. 
You worked heel in your you worked heel in real life? Doc, I had one guy email me. Um That's one too many. I should look it up. But no, I'm not gonna look it up. He said that I need to get rid of you two goofs <laughs> because the the lack of professionalism on this show <laughs> is very is is very immature and stupid. He gave it a chance after hearing me on Mid South, and you know the two goofballs and idiots that I have on this show, I need to get rid of if I want to be taken seriously as a podcaster. Do you want to be taken seriously? Let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell. Let me tell this goof something. <laughs> Mike, despite all of his many many faults is loyal and do you i mean harper's a star so he ain't going anywhere and i learned a long time ago you can stick around in life just by showing up regularly and being on time (laughs) and being fairly dependable for real and so um Unless you write Mike a, a big ass check to where he doesn't have to work anymore and can just do podcasting for fun, uh, he's going to say something. He can't, but I'll say it for him. Patna, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, he called you all goofs and idiots. And if goofs I want to be taken seriously, that's classy. Real classy. I mean, look, I, I, I love doing the Mid-South show. It's my home promotion. You know, it's it's you're talking about something that you have a passion for. But let's let's be real for a second. I Let was doing this. I was hold on. I was doing this before that. So I realize you you may someone may have heard me there. And, and don't get me wrong. Our language is strict. We don't curse on that show. Um, there's yeah, no. Fine. Harper's not on air taking a piss, you know. I mean, but every time I plug BTT on that show, I I warn folks. I go, we are the unprofessional wrestling podcast for a reason. The language is strong. The jokes are terrible. It's juvenile. So listen at your own risk. There's so let no me, let me tell this false marketing. Else. Let me tell you something else. So I I'm a goof, right? But you wouldn't have this format if I hadn't invented it because no other podcast was starting through a promotion going week to week to week reviewing episodes until I invented the format with the Smoky Mountain show. Oh, you invented that? Yep. I came to you. We were talking about a second show. We were going to do football as a work and all the things that happen in football. And I said, you know, we ought to do Smoky Mountain week to week to week. And you go, that's a really good idea. Nobody else was doing weekly at that point? Nope. And now. Not yet you know of. Now they're springing up everywhere. Oh, I agree. I agree. There's there's a lot of. And guess what? There's also a lot of podcasts out there that you listen to that are having to reinvent the format because they're running stale on ideas. When you're a star like we are, you don't have to do that shit. You just have to be yourself every week. Because what did I say earlier? Either you have it or you don't. He called you goofs and idiots. Well, Harper is a goof and an idiot. 
Uh, all right, let's go to, um, hey, seriously, I love the Mid-South show, but I did this first. That's not a slight on any show that's out there that I've ever done, but this was the one first, so you get what you get, and I, I resent that remark. Y'all aren't goofs and idiots. Y'all can be jackasses sometimes. Well, of course, we're, we are definitely 100% <laughs> jackasses. There's no... There's not a single question about that. I just love that. <laughs> is it again? Once again, another person. Another Darren. No, 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 no. I remember the one guy when you said you were going to burn down the Smoky Mountains. You need to get rid of Doc, or I'm never listening again. Okay. Well, Doc's still here. And then this guy, get rid of the two goofs and idiots. Huh? <laughs> sorry, pal. All right, let's That's, keep moving. Th- things are how they are. I'm sorry. Lex Luger is going to cut a promo. He says something interesting. Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, with Lex Luger, the number one contender for the heavyweight championship of the world. I know you're getting ready for your match with Ric Flair, but do you ever get tired of hearing the fans and Ric Flair say, to be the man, you got to beat the man? <laughs> you know, Jim Ross, it's inevitable that I will be world's heavyweight champion. I have been a trendsetter in this sport from the first day I walked through those ropes, Jim Ross, three weeks into my career in Florida, I was Southern heavyweight champion. Three times U.S. heavyweight champion. I have dominated this sport like no other in the first four years of my career. World tag team champions. I have done it all but the world heavyweight title. Now, when I say I'm a trendsetter's business, I have brought this sport into the mainstream of America. No more spindly leg, pot-bellied, bald wrestlers who have any teeth and spit when they talk. This is high tech. This is right here, 1990s. And nothing will deter me from what I have to do, what is my destiny to be. And Jim Ross, it is none other than to garner the world's heavyweight title. It's gonna happen. You can bank on it. The total package Lex Luger is the man who will dominate the 90s. A lot of people don't want to see this happen because they know once I get my hands on that belt that it will never leave. Get used to it. It's gonna happen. Fans, don't bet against the total package. And we'll be back right after this on World Championship Wrestling. Doc, who do you think he was talking about when he said fat, ball-headed, toothless old wrestlers? Boy, I sure thought he was talking about Buzz Sawyer. I mean, in the, that's what I was like in the promotion. That fits that, spit that description they, to a T. When they spit when they talk. I mean, that's what it felt like. I also noticed he had a five o'clock shadow going there. Yeah, he did. That was weird though, because like. If he would have said bald-headed, I mean, that could have been anybody. But he was just real specific with the fat, you know, bare belly, bald-headed, missing teeth. I was like, well, yeah, that sounds like Buzz. Mm, Sure did. It was weird. All right. Doc, repeat on the commercials. Oxy-10, The Boys, Power Stick. I think one new one. There was an AT&T commercial, but I got nothing from it. Did you? Any other comments oh, on no. these commercials? Not at all, bro. All right. 
The next match is supposed to be Tommy Rich versus Agent Steel. Um, but Cactus comes out and he beats down Agent Steel. And now it's Cactus versus Tommy Rich. Um, cause he, cause Cactus beat down this guy. Doc, uh, throw to you. What thoughts do you have about, he throws him through the, into the locker room. What do you have from Cactus and Tommy Rich? Main event in any part of the country, right? <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> here's my only, here's my, here's my only complaint here. Only one. Why would, you pin, why, why would you pin Cactus here? Well, I, literally, my only note says, wrong guy won. Right. And uh, I don't mean that in the disrespectful way like it might sound for that certain wrestler that's in the ring with Cactus, but I don't understand why Cactus lost. It didn't make sense. Yeah, this doesn't make sense to me either. You agree? I, mean, I think I think you can you can keep Tommy Rich forever in that role of former NWA champ to in the mid card, upper mid card, whatever. But this didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, does it really hurt Rich that he would have lost to Cactus? I mean, we've seen Rich lose, right? It's not like he, that's a and, new and no, thing. He's not going. He's not going to go back to the top. But he's also got enough cachet with the title, the former t- heavyweight title, that he's going to be okay in that role. I agree. This didn't make sense. Mm-mm. At all. Didn't make Mm-mm. sense. Not a bit. It, it was a little sloppy, too. There were a couple of Irish whips from corner to corner where I don't know who missed the call, if it was Tommy or Cactus, but there were a couple of, uh, couple of times hey, where I'm like, Hey, I don't miss shit. <laughs> okay. There were a couple of missed spots in the in the at the like start of it. I was like, oh yeah, somebody messed up. But anyway, um, cactus cactus loses. Tommy Rich wins, and that's that. I'm with you. Wrong guy won, and that's not me trying to take a slight at uh Tommy at all. So we go to another commercial. A uh, bunch of replays. Rio Lobo with John Wayne again. Doc is getting hotter by the minute. Uh, Sega Genesis again. The boys again. This is like the fourth time the boys have been on. Milk again. Turbo Graphic again. Literally the same commercials. Let me tell you something. If they had as many commercials, if we had as many commercials in this podcast as they had in this episode, this podcast would be probably three hours long. Uh, But on that note, I do need to mention one thing. Please use the Amazon Associates link for the show. Tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. A great way to support the show without spending anything extra. If you're already on Amazon and shopping, the show gets a little bit of kickback in return and it really makes a big difference. So use it every time you use Amazon. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Give that link to the wives, girlfriend, boyfriends, whatever you have in your life, and tell them to use it every time they shop on Amazon. Doc, I'm going to keep moving. We got a promo here. I really didn't want to play it, but I wanted to talk about something from it. Who is it? Well, it's Michael Hayes, and Hayes makes an interesting comment at the end well, of the he promo. he does. He mentions there are not one, not two, not three, but four free birds. And that's that's the cliffhanger. So stay tuned. You got to see what the hell he's talking about. 
And that was my note. Is it what Rocky you think? King? Like I said, stay tuned. And we'll find out more when we get there. Okay. I tell you I'm what. Gonna st- I'm going to stay tuned. Can I tell you something about the Freebirds in 89 and 90? Um, they're not the same as they were back in the day? I didn't hate it back in the day, like seeing it when I was around this age. But rewatching You've turned it, on Michael Hayes big time. Oh, my God. I respect them in world class. But in this era, him and Jimmy Garvin as the birds, it ain't working, man. You didn't it's, like him on commentary, though. It's a disconnect. It's just. Is it because he called? Is it because he used the N word in WWF? No, it just he just. Oh, you're you're a fan of that. I see. It's it's just you're an idiot. It's just not working. <laughs> I thought I was a goof. <laughs> a a goof and a goof and an idiot. Yeah, it ain't working for me, brother. I don't know what else to say. So right. I'll keep moving. The Samoan SWAT team versus the Italian Stallion and Brody Chase. Boy, Brody Chase with that interesting look still. Sullivan and JR speculate about who the fourth Freebird could be, and the Samoans win with ease, and I got nothing else from it. Doc? Um, where are we at here? Samoans, oh, yeah. Italian Stallion? Yeah, I didn't have one single fucking note. <laughs> That's nice. That's why I couldn't see anything there. I see that. All right. Well, we do have an interesting promo coming up from woman. Let's go to her. Uh, she's on after the uh, free birds and uh, I'm sorry, the Samoan SWAT team and Italian stallion and Brody chase. Fans, welcome back to world championship wrestling. And let's hear these comments from the most controversial and beautiful woman in wrestling. Here is woman. I am woman and I am the most beautiful woman in the world. And I can have any man that I want just like that. Except for maybe one man, that's Ric Flair. It may take a little doing and a little time, but this is 1990 and it's a new year for women. And I believe I'm going to get what I want anytime, anywhere. Mr. Flair. Ladies and gentlemen, this next. Well, um, she says she gets what she wants and she ends it with Mr. Flair. Doc, your thoughts. She's going to catch a rope if she don't watch it. Come on, man. This is why that guy emailed me and said, get rid of those goofs and idiots. Hey, Arnie. Yeah, TBS still can't get it right. They've spelled it Arnie Anderson again. <laughs> it was bad when they did it the first time. The fact that nobody caught it is just, I mean, entire division should be fired. Someone, when I tweeted out the picture of it the first time, someone on Twitter responded and said, was it Sweden or somewhere? I don't remember which country it is over in Europe. Arn is actually, the name Arn is spelled Arnie with an E. Okay, so the the minute that this is emanating out of Stockholm, that's fine. Right. And see that was my That's the kind of that's the kind of bullshit excuse my nine year old would give me for why his room isn't clean. He'd have been like, Ta da Why aren't you in bed yet? 
well, it's not it's not nighttime on the other side of the world. <laughs> and look yeah. at me like he, he's figured some shit out. Yeah. So, and, and again, the person who responded wasn't being a smart ass. They were just like, and they, they kind of were like just explaining. And yeah, that's fine. But we're in, we're in America, Jack. And Arn Anderson is one of the biggest stars in this business. And TBS, who just brought him back and hired him. A month ago, is spelling it with an E. Look, pal, this is America. We're going to shoot guns and spell Arn Anderson right now. <laughs> 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 so Arn Anderson and Sting take on the Galaxians. Uh, like I said, TBS, they can't spell Arn correctly. TV company, and can't spell a simple name like Arn correctly. Uh, we're going to get a DDT by Arn to one of the members of the Galactic. That DDT was sweet, too. It sure the piss was. Um, Arn Anderson, such a hell of a wrestler. I mean, we talk about the promos. And but... he's out there sprinkling horseman dust all over that blonde jackass. Wow, that's nice, Doc. Really? You had to go there, huh? He's great, right? You think he's a great performer, right? Sting? Yeah. Not a great performer j- just yet, but he's he's serviceable. But you know what? He's never on the top list of any potential horseman grouping, so don't give me that. Oh, I, I wouldn't say that he would be. Okay. There's an argument, too. I mean, technically, was he ever really a horseman? I mean, I know he was. Well, there is that. but It was so short. Like, mistakes really? were made. Mistakes were made. <laughs> <laughs> um... Any other thoughts though on um on Sting and and Arn here? Not really, no. I tell you what, man, Arn. Let me try to get to it. Watch. He uh, planted him with that DDT though. Yeah, here it comes. And I don't, I don't remember which. I don't Bruh. know which member. Look at that. Hi, yeah. Looks good. That's Danny Davis selling, and I can tell. <laughs> just never that, mind. Just that arms thing afterwards is great. This yeah. shit's over. I think that's Danny <laughs> Davis. Because just yeah, that's Danny Davis because he sells like. And you that. know what he says with that arm flick. Brother, you can count to 70. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It, it really was, man. It was good. So, uh, well, they I guess they kind of take us off air correctly because we got that match, and then we're going to go to the Horsemen for a promo. So let's go to that right now. Here with the senior members of the Horsemen, Arn Anderson and Sting will join us in a minute, but here with Ole Anderson and Nature Boy, the horsemen have never been stronger in the entire conception of this group. Well, as I said, it's a sign of the 90s. Some may come and some may go, but we just picked up six foot three, 260 pounds of the most charismatic quality athlete in the world. Look at Sting, and we're looking good. Woo! You're going to have a more talented group of athletes, Ollie. No way. Look at the people out here. Everybody's got their hand up like that. Well, that means that the four horsemen are back together. What do you think about joining the most elite group in the sport? Well, I think it's quite an honor, obviously, to be doing this kind of thing, and it's quite an honor to have the nature boy, Ric Flair himself, giving me all those nice compliments. Why, I'm not sure, but whatever he says to me is ditto, maybe double time. Back to you, bud. I know that we have a clash coming up on February the 6th. I know that in a steel cage, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, 
Anderson and Sting will take on Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer, the Dragon Master, and Muda. What are your thoughts on that in the steel? Jim Ross, if you look at all these people, and if they could have told you a year ago, I'd be standing here with Sting in a complimentary manner, their mouth would have fell to the floor, gaping open. But the combination of the horsemen has always been four qualified athletes thinking singularly, working collectively for the same goal. And if you think Bud Sawyer, Muda, Dragon Master, horrification is set on you now when we get you in a cage, life as you know it is over, Pally. That's the sign of the 90s. Let me just say one more thing. We are kiss-stealing, wheeling-dealing, limousine-riding, jet-flying, son of a guns, and we are going to turn 1990 upside down. Ladies and gentlemen, those comments from the four horsemen, indeed, they have never been stronger. Now, don't forget, next week here, the Rock and Roll Express. All right, Doc, uh, your boy Sting is officially a member of the Horsemen. <laughs> Which one of these is not like the others? You know, you'll never know this because there's no way Sting and Ole would probably recall this, but after Sting spoke in the promo... I thought Ole was... I, I legitimately thought Ole was going to snatch him. Right well, there. something was said. And Sting doesn't look worried or anything, but Sting talks, and his promo wasn't good, if we're going to be honest. Love Sting, but call it like it is. And then after he stopped talking, something's going on because Ole grabs him and puts him behind JR. And he's you can clearly see Ole in his curmudgeon ways is telling Sting something. I don't know what, but like if you look at him on the video right there, he's talking to him. And then he's covering his mouth and he's talking to him again. And he's got a weird looking smirk on his face. And then he moves him and puts him back behind JR. Something is being said. I don't know what, but there was something going on. Do you agree? I, yeah. I mean, I'm going to defer to you on that, but it certainly looks that way. He's telling him something. Now, he might have been saying, hey, you did all right, you little shit drizzler. I don't know. You know, I said, you know, I wouldn't be out here if I hadn't got a divorce recently and didn't need the money, you piece of shit. He may have said something like, boy, you better be lucky. Uh, Tully, Tully uh, failed a drug test, you piece of shit, because that was sorry. That was a sorry sack of shit of a promo, you painted face looking bastard. I mean, who knows? He probably, you never know, really. but it definitely felt like something was being said. Now, I thought Arden was good. When we get you in the cage, life as you know it is over, pally. <laughs> I love the Pally line. Doc, any other thoughts, though, on the promo? Great promo from Arn. Great. Yeah, it was good. All right. Well, we're going to hand out some Rolexes and whatnot in a second. I do want to remind you, please use the Amazon Associates link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support the show without spending anything extra. If you're already shopping on Amazon, the show gets a little kickback in return. Again, tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Also, uh, we talked about becoming a patron earlier in the show. I'm going to run a special during the week of our anniversary or birthday month or birthday, whatever the hell it's called. And I'll do uh, two months free if you go annual. So you can go annual on our Patreon at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. If you want to give BTT a gift on its birthday, 
Sign up and become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Not only will you be giving us a gift to help support the show, but you're going to be giving yourself the gift of 300 plus Patreon exclusive shows. tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. And that's that. Thank you for signing up. And thank you for all the, to all the existing patrons out there. Okay, Doc, uh, let's rate this thing and hand out the Rolex. Uh, why don't you go first on the rating? This was a struggle. Of Long a show. episode. <sighs> yeah, and it wasn't all that great. I feel like I'm being very generous here when I say C+. Oh, I think you'd go that low. Man. All right. Um, you want me to tell you why? Norman, the fucking militia, the dudes. I'm having to fast forward a lot here. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to go B minus, but I hear you as why, as to why. And it's not just the because the commercials made the show long. There just what there definitely was a lot of filler. Yeah, a lot of filler. And they're struggling, starting a little struggle. You can kind of feel it in the air. And so I said you gotta hang with this because there's some good stuff, but you gotta you gotta muddle through some stuff as well. But yeah, I'm gonna go B minus. Who are you giving your Rolex to? You're looking at him on the video right there. I thought he finished the episode strong. I think that's one of the first times he said four individuals uh, acting collectively. Yeah. I think Arn Arn was phenomenal with the DDT and then the words. I agree. I got to give it to Arn as well. So B minus Arn for me, C plus Arn for you. Arnie Anderson gets Arnie. The, the Rolex. Oh boy. I'm 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 you know another week has passed where we go long. I'm not blown up. I'm starting to get blown up though. Yeah, this was a lengthy one. All right, man. Well, before we get out of here, I just want to take care of some business real quick. Check out our vantage point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. The northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun fun nonetheless. They support us, so please support them. Um, And then check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They do the ECW show on our Patreon feed and also do a podcast on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So they support us, so please support them. And Doc, uh, did I miss anything? Is there anything else we needed to mention this week with Harper not being here and just... Standing us up. Well, now, well now, yeah, he stood us up, but now I'm starting to get worried. I'm not. Oh, man, if he's dead, you're going to feel like an ass. I, I wouldn't even joke like that, but okay. I, I always think what I'm mad about is in two days, because Mr. Largest Arms in the Wrestling World wouldn't stop badgering me to get his friend Darren D-Man on the show. I got to do another pod in two days that I really don't want to do. To listen to some Darren talk about whatever. You should have, when you ask the arms, what does Darren do that makes him would make him interesting to our many, Jeez. many 
thousands of listeners. Oh, I'm going to tell them on that show. I'm going to say, would you hire a, a, a sap to be in the middle of your wrestling ring at a Wildcat show? I already so why know his are you answer. wasting my time like this? And when he You're goes, not gonna, here's, here's what you need to do. This is exactly what you need to do. You need to show the Army, especially the Dockaholics, but the whole Army out there and the patrons, how much of a heel you can be. This is your time. Well, what exactly do you want me to do? Just heal out on Darren. Every time he says something, go, Fucking what? loser. No, no, that's Harper. I want you <laughs> to just be disrespectful. <laughs> okay. uh, Man, that's him. Hey, I heard you're making fun of us. What's up? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's going to happen. Yeah, you well, you yeah, always say it? that, and you, you back up a little bit. Mild Mike Mills. No, nah, it's like, what is it about us that you don't like, bro? What's the problem? I mean, you know. Yeah, you got beef. But the I thing mean, is, I mean, up, like, dude, he world's listens. World's opening up. We could come down to X-rated if we need to. He listens to Conrad and Shivani. You going to tell me they're mature? No kidding. Good God. They're talking about Tommy Young and jerking off Barbarian and. Batista's dick. Yeah. Chewing on a blue chew so Tony can do some plowing with Mrs. Shivani. I mean. Mm. Tony reads rap. Yeah, like, okay, I ain't throwing shade, but let's be real. That's not 100% wrestling analysis either. Mm-mm. He's so just it kills mad he me. He's just mad he's not in there with that their whack pack. That's right. That's what it is. And he's not over at the Conradis and crushing Miller lights. That's what his problem is. And he gets to tag along a little bit with Wildcat, but he's not really in anywhere. Front row, every show. Don't yeah. be a Darren. Don't be a Darren. All right, Doc. Well, do you have anything else before we get out of here tonight? Can we please get out of here? Yeah, it's been a long one. It's late. It's past my bedtime. On that note, Hopper, we hope you're okay. Doc, do me a favor. Hit the tagline. Let's get out of here. Book it, bitch. <laughs>